0: Hey everyone, welcome to Behind the Mask with Doug Sarver. I thank you for joining us today on March eighth, two thousand twenty-one. I got to tell you something. So this last week, I started this this thing that you know I've done something like it before, and um, well, I've done this thing, and I'm calling it all for God. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make all my decisions, all my choices. Um, all for God. You know, in the morning I try to give God the day and ask him to help me throughout the day and to make good choices, you know. And for me personally, it involves what I intake into my body. You know, I'm a a heavy pop drinker and I've been going out to eat a lot for lunch because my job is on the road a lot and So for me personally, um, I want my body to be a temple for God, a vessel for God. I don't want to put things in it that could destroy my body, to destroy this temple that God has given to me. Um, And I got to tell you, I started it in the worst week because I'm on call for work, and just this last six months or so, um, when we're on call, we are working and, uh, typically we get about 30 hours of overtime the week that we're on call. And, uh, this week has been no different. Uh, I work all day and then I work in the evening and I get home late at night, go to bed. And then this weekend has just been work, 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 you know, it's rough on my family. It's rough on me and it's rough on my mental ability to make the choices I want to make to say all for God. So needless to say, I have failed this first week. Um, I've gone out to eat. I've drank and pop a little bit because I got tired and I needed a pick-me-up. And uh, let's just say I struggled. And I wanted to say because of my job, because I'm on call, I mean, that's the reason why I struggled. That's the reason why I didn't do very good. But in the end, the truth is, I made the choice. I made the choice to go out to eat. I made the choice to drink pop. I made the choice to get upset driving. I made the choice to get upset when I tried to fix something and it wouldn't go as it should. So my decision, my choice, it's my fault. And uh, we all have consequences to our actions. There's always a consequence to our action. And I want so badly to blame my job and to blame my, my uh, addiction to pop and stuff but in all reality, it's me. And, you know, I I was so upset, said, I just can't do it. And then I talked to my friend, Brittany. And I got to tell you, her story, her life, I swear came out of a movie because that's what it sounds like. And uh, so I want to tell you Brittany's story. I got to tell you. It made my day listening to it. So Brittany was five years old when her father and mother were pastor and wife. And her dad accepted a new position at a church, a youth pastor, And it was about six months into it they were approached by I guess what do you call them the head of the district or whatever and they said they had a place they felt that they would do very good as a senior pastor and Brittany's dad was all You know, he's never been a senior pastor. He was only a youth pastor for six months or so on his own. And, uh, but he prayed about it. His family prayed about it. They asked about the church. And, you know, the church that they were at, where he was a youth pastor, was a very, very small church. And it's kind of an old school church where, you know, you did things, um the traditional church way. This other church is kind of a, a larger size in a city and they're more of an open church where come as you are, which is great. I mean, that's how you should be. and But it wasn't what they were used to. And uh, so they, they prayed about it. And they said, okay. They went to the church. Now, let me get this. They went to the church during the day and they just sat in the back and listened. And boy, were they in love with that church family. And then after church, they went out to eat, talked to the dist- district head guy. Um, they said they'd like to try to go there. So they interviewed with the church, and long story short, they accepted the position, they were uh, offered the position, they accepted the position, and they were moving the next week because they really needed a senior pastor. They have been without a senior pastor for quite a while. Now, Brittany and her family were only there two days. And both days... It was during the day. Now, that's important. So they move into the parsonage. Okay? The day they move into the parsonage was the day that changed their lives completely. They moved in during the day. That evening, they were sitting around the table praying to God. When they saw, uh, they heard gunshots so they were shocked you know that, that where they come from they didn't hear gunshots a lot you know and uh, I mean it was everywhere they heard lots of gunshots and then a few minutes later lots of sirens so they're looking out the window and everything and they're they're seeing all these people running back and forth and then all of a sudden all these police officers and ambulances and they all come over and They just stayed in their house. Okay. The next day, they went to the church, met the church board um, for a session on how to do things, what they're going to do. And the pastor asked about what happened. And everybody at the board just kind of looked at each other, didn't say anything. Okay. Then, one of them spoke and said, they didn't tell you, did they? And uh, the pastor's like, tell me what? Our church, and specifically the Parsonage, is a gang line. On one side is this gang, on the other side is that gang, and they are arch rivals. They fight all the time, and we've done all we could to stop the gang, to help the gangs, and uh, we we just assumed that they told you what was going, what you were getting into. Needless to say, they were all shocked. You know, the the, the, the wife was there and, and Brittany was, was there, but she wasn't in the room, um, but she could hear because the door was open. That night, they prayed about the situation. And to each of their surprise, they both came together and said we feel this is where God wants us to be so going down the road about about a year and a half they're still there they have done a lot in the community to try to help the gangs and they've they changed a lot but not really all that much um, one night, they had worked late at the church. They came home, and gang fight started while they were still in the driveway. Brittany's dad grabbed Brittany to head in, and her mom was grabbing groceries. Shots fired, and they hit Brittany's mom. She didn't make it. So here they are, pastor and daughter, losing the wife and the mother to this gang that they were supposed to witness to. They were supposed to be godly to. They were supposed to show who God is. And Brittany will never, ever forget what her dad did that next moment. The gangs stopped. The gangs looked at each other. This was the line that nobody would pass. This was the line that they were just knew nobody stepped over. And somebody shot this family. Brittany's dad went into the road on this line, looked at both gang men, both gangs, and he said, you are all loved. What just happened to my wife was a horrible thing. And I will have to deal with that for the rest of my life. But I want you to know no matter what you've done in your life, no matter what you do in your life, God still loves you. And for that reason, I still love you. Brittany said that a couple of the leaders of both gangs walked up to her dad, shook his hand, and they all said they're sorry. For the next six months, Both gangs, maybe not at peace, but they didn't fight. And month after month after month, the church began to see not only more people who were in the gangs, but also the mixed gangs sitting together. At first, the one gang would sit over here and the, one gang, the other gang would sit over here. But eventually, they started sitting together. And she said, at her age of a young child, she saw hope be born where there was no hope for peace. There was no hope for love. And she said that the moment her mom passed away, that community grew in hope. Her dad could have grabbed a gun and won after whoever. Her dad could have taken her and left the community. Her dad could have done so many things. But his faith in God was so strong that he made the choice to shine a light in the darkest moments of his life. Because he wasn't going to let his wife's death destroy God's work in that community. Brittany said as she grew, she got to know a lot of the kids in the community. And even though the gangs themselves were still there, they kind of Disappeared as far as war. The community grew in love and peace. The church grew tremendously. And to this day, Brittany says that she is a leader of an organization for inner kids, inner children, to help them feel loved and hoped. Brittany is an amazing person. Her father was an amazing man of God. And for me, (laughs) for me to be confused and to be upset about the choices that I make, and then to hear this story makes me wonder if I'm really doing what God wants me to do. God wants me to help people. He wants me to get out there and do things. But I'm always finding myself so busy doing others. Or if somebody does something wrong to me, I'm quick to not be happy about it. Where Brittany's dad, in the midst of all his pain and all his sorrow, made the choice to put God first and say, this life is all for God. My wants, my needs, Are nothing. What God wants is everything. I tell you the story because, first of all, I think it's a great story of God working through man to help many others. But to tell you that the mask that we hide behind is stopping us from doing everything that God wants us to do. And we take that mask off. God shines through us like he's never done before. Because when you hide behind a mask, you're not only stopping people from seeing your pain, but you're stopping God from shining through you to other people. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your pain, what your hurt But I do know one thing. No matter how much you hurt, no matter how many times you failed, you are alive, then there is hope. There is love. You are loved and you are wanted. God could show you God could show you why you were wanted God could show you how you were loved but you must be willing and able to step out of the pain out of the hurt put down your struggles give them to God And believe that He is there to take them. Don't let another day go by hiding behind a mask because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So do everything you can today to live. To live an amazing life. To overcome the obstacles. To overcome the pain. To overcome the darkness in your life. God is here. With open arms. All he's doing is waiting for you to come. Come to him. Say, God, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Take my pain. Take my sorrow. Give me a new life. Help me to overcome this darkness. Help me to feel important. Help me to feel loved because I have no hope and I see no light at the end of the tunnel believe that God will take you in his arms and he will set you free thank you Thank you for listening. Godspeed. And may God help you and me make our lives all for him.